Now we have access to these technologies and can make or break a company. You can optimize the company 30 times faster of what we do it before. And nobody can probably understand the capability until you go and you see it yourself. Welcome to Surgeon Syndicate. If you're paying attention, you know that you only make money when you work. It might be great money, but it's dependent on you. The information on this podcast will help you solve that. We interview experts and provide analysis into financial freedom through commercial real estate. Why? To help physicians like you thrive. Let's dive in. Welcome to Search at Syndicate. This is your host, Dr. Michael McManus. We are here with Vanessa Alfaro, who is a repeat guest. Welcome back to the show, Vanessa. Hi, thank you so much for having me again in your book. <laughs> Vanessa is an entrepreneur and founder of 7 eight-figure companies in three countries, a real estate investor, an innovator, and a multifamily syndicator. Vanessa's got a great backstory. If you didn't listen to the previous show, please go back and listen to it. It was a great show, but I got so interested in the backstory and here and learning more about Vanessa that we didn't get to what really the big thing she's doing right now is she is really pushing the boundaries with AI and utilizing it in her businesses to drive efficiency and really push things forward. So Vanessa, welcome back. And why don't we just jump into the AI? And so I think for a lot of people listening to the show, because I have these conversations with doctors and some see AI as a scary thing that they're hiding from and they're like, oh, well, it can't replace a doctor. And so they just throw it away. And other people, like one of my nurse practitioners, it makes bedtime stories for his three-year-old and they build the whole prompt together and then it tells them a story and they just have a great time with it. But I don't know many people using it really in business. So thanks for coming back and tell me a little bit more about what you have going on in Luna X and integrating AI into business. Boris, and so many questions. Okay. <laughs> You know, we have enough time to talk about this, <laughs> but artificial intelligence is something that I has been focused for the last year and a half, okay, very deeply for all my companies, okay, and integrating artificial intelligence in every aspect of the organization. And you're right, some people think that artificial intelligence is this scary thing, machine that is going to take over the world, and we're going to be in the matrix. And the robots are going to be more intelligent than human, okay? And I understand how people can think that because it looks pretty scary, okay? But we are not even close to that right now, okay? Uh, we have these great mathematicians and entrepreneur Ray Kuzwell. Okay? He actually believed that artificial intelligence, human artificial intelligence would be here by 2030. Okay? And I think that's probably too close. Because what's happening right now with artificial intelligence is that the machines are not intelligent. It looks like they are intelligent, but they are not intelligence itself. Okay. So I think we shouldn't be worried about machines taking over the world, at least not right now. That's great. So the business integration thing, and I guess for somebody who's listening now and they go, okay, maybe I'll listen. And they haven't really done anything. I actually had somebody tell me on Friday, they were like, oh yeah, I just heard about that website, ChatGPT. That was it. 
So if somebody's in that boat and they really don't know anything yet, what would be your explanation about really what this is and how it can be useful? Such a great question. If you're listening right now and you don't know about artificial intelligence, just stick with us for the next 30 minutes and then you can make a decision. Because what's happened is that in your brain, you don't know what you don't know. You don't know the potential of things, of things that you don't know. Okay. And this is basic information of the pie of knowledge. You have certain information that you know that you know, certain information that you know that you don't know. And this may be 90%, okay, of your pie, which is information that you don't know what you don't know. And when you discover those things is when your brain goes, wow, okay, I didn't know about this. So I will invite you to stick a little bit more with us to understand what is the potential of what we're talking about with artificial intelligence. And I will say this, artificial intelligence has been with us for many years. So if you have experienced, for example, Alexa or Siri, or like even Netflix, Netflix uses artificial intelligence to tell you which movies would they recommend to you, which is a different recommendation what I would do to me or a different person. So we are surrounded by artificial intelligence, by all these big corporations already. Now, what is happening right now is that artificial intelligence has become accessible to you. The regular person, the small entrepreneur, and the small corporation. And this is a very important thing that I would like to people understand. Okay? because. Now we're able to compete with bigger corporations because we have access to this technology and this technology being accessible to us can make a huge change in our companies itself. So I always say this, I strongly believe that now the artificial intelligence is here and it's accessible to everybody. Companies that does not embrace this technology, they're not be able to survive by probably 2025 which is two years from now, two years, okay? Because artificial intelligence was going to give you all these tools to make your company more profitable and more efficient and to leverage yourself and all your employees with all this technology. So what we're talking about here is a huge time in history. And this is as big, and I always talk about this as well, this is as big as the discovery of fire, of electricity. This is not even compared to social media. When we had the breakthrough of social media, this is way bigger than social media. Probably when the internet was out, okay? And I talk about this a little bit so people can understand that when the internet was available to us, okay, people didn't know what to do with the internet. It was like something that you didn't know how to go in the internet itself because it was very complicated. You will have a computer, you will have to log in, go into a folder, blah, 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 blah. It was very complicated to go in the internet. And people was living without the internet. Like many people didn't know what they were going to do with the internet, right? So what happened is that AOL came and made the internet something easy to access for everybody. Right? That's when AOL came. And that makes a market change in between the internet and the accessibility to everybody to use the internet. So when AOL came and made the 
platform, okay, so people was able to log in and easily access the internet. That's when people start going into the internet and people start seeing, okay, what can we do with this, blah, blah, blah. So right now with artificial intelligence, I compare this breakthrough when AOL made all this available for everybody. So the technology was there. Google has this technology for years. They didn't release it until ChatGPT came and released their own chatbot. And now they came with Bard, which I believe is a really particularly bad <laughs> chatbot. <laughs> but now, okay, the same way that happening with the internet, now we have access to these technologies and it's extremely cheap and can make or break a company because the way that you can leverage yourself, you can leverage your employees, you can optimize the company is 10, 20, 30 times faster of what we do it before. And nobody, nobody can probably understand the capability until you go and you see it yourself. And this is a challenge that companies have. Like everybody's listening and he's hearing about ChatGPT or all these tools, artificial intelligence tools, but nobody's able to understand the capabilities of these tools until you actually go and see it by yourself. And it's very shocking to see what they can do. Did that happen to you, Mike? Oh, that absolutely. So I have to give Vanessa all the credit here for completely destroying my mind over the past month because <laughs> when she was on the show last time, I knew about ChatGPT and I thought I'd had a free account for a little while. And it wasn't until I looked back at like the first ChatGPT conversation I had was in January of 23. And I was so unimpressed with it that the next one was in like April. And then there were a few, and I remember using it for a few things to try and do like social media posts. And I didn't really know what I was doing. And then I started seeing more social media posts that you could tell somebody had released a like, this is how you do social media on chat GPT. And they started all looking the same, you know, and then I was like, oh, see, this isn't so cool. And I put it down again. And then I started hearing more and was really after Vanessa was on the show and I would see her stuff on LinkedIn. And I was like, man, she's not letting go of this. And she's had amazing success in life. So maybe I should pay attention. And so I started digging into it and listening to podcasts. And all of a sudden I was like, oh my goodness, this is capable of so much more. And it really reminded me of going on the internet back in 1995 and trying to find information and going, this is dumb. I can go get it in a book and find it faster than watching this wheel spin on AOL. And at that time, I didn't recognize the potential of the internet. And years later, I read a couple biographies, one about Elon Musk and one about Jeff Bezos. And Jeff Bezos, he was like working as an investment banker. And it was, I don't know, September. And he had to finish the year to get his year-end bonus. And it was a seven-figure bonus. And he was like, I don't have time for that. This is the future. And so he quit this job to go start building Amazon, selling books. Now, how many people, if they met Jeff Bezos in 1995, thought he was a complete idiot? <laughs> and so all of a sudden, it was like, wait a minute. I felt this way about the internet then. I feel this way about ChatGPT now. It doesn't do things. So I started 
digging into it a little bit and learning about, oh, it's how you use it and how you prompt it. And I thought I had come a long ways with it until I did it, signed up for a course with Vanessa. And I've been going through this, trying to be ready for this show. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, I feel like I've been on this logarithmic journey upwards. And every time I turn around, there's like a whole nother, like, what, what? I'm just getting started. So it's really incredible. Like I'm blown away. Every day I kind of, my wife's like, I come home and she's like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, I was listening to this podcast and I had no idea. <laughs> that is awesome. I was like you, okay, for a year because we were implementing all these in the company. And I would come back home and my husband would be like, what's happening with you? Like, my mind couldn't stop thinking. And isn't that amazing when you actually start discovering new things? What's happening in your brain when you discover new things is like that excitement and that wow in your brain open up so much to creativity. It's impressive. And that's what is happening right now that's happening to you. Every class that we have in Luna X, people is like, wow, I didn't know that this was possible, that this exists. Okay, this is our possibilities. Using these technologies right, because you're talking about ChatGPT, but there is not just ChatGPT. There are thousands of AIs in the market right now. But using these technologies right is the key for the success of your business and the advantage of your business. Now, if 15% of the people in the US is using, for example, ChatGPT or any kind of artificial intelligence, only 15%. But that 15%, okay, some of that percentage, they're not using it right. Now, I don't know exactly the number, but let's keep 10%, okay, that is actually using artificial intelligence correctly in their business, okay? That 10% is going to make 80% of the money for next year because the exponential growth that these corporations are going to have is not going to be able, like other people that is not catching up with these technologies, they're not going to be able to compete with corporations like this. Okay. And that's why for me it was so important to jump into artificial intelligence for uh, Venus Capital, which is my private equity company. So we're ready in optimizing every process of the company. Now, just for give you an idea, if you're listening to this and you're a real estate investor, we have already deployed artificial intelligence tools in every area of the business, okay? Marketing is the low-hanging fruit. Like most of the people is using ChatGPT for marketing, creating content, and all these type of things, okay? For podcasts, I mean, there are, an incredible amount of tools that you can use to save money and time when creating content, including podcasts, okay? Including your social media presence, including your presentations, X, Y, and Z. So marketing is the low-hanging fruit. But then we have found that there are also very interesting ways to optimize your company in the other areas. For example, in asset management, okay? There are incredible tools that it will make the management of the property way better and you can optimize the management of the property. Okay. And when I'm talking asset management, I'm talking since 
the operator managing the asset to what is happening with the tenants in that property. So all that process can be integrated with artificial intelligence as well. The third one is the acquisition. So one of the things that I'm actually teaching this in our Luna X classes is how can small operators can optimize the acquisition process and how someone that is like doesn't have $25,000 to spend a year in a very fancy artificial intelligence underwriting um, software, okay? How can that person underwrite faster and better with artificial intelligence? So we're teaching that in Luna X as well with some prompts, specific prompts that we created that they can use ChatGPT or they can use any other tool. So we teach specifically how to do it in order to get accurate results, okay? And then how to use that conversation as well to in the same conversation with the chat, you can get information about the market. Now, if you haven't used artificial intelligence, let me tell you how that works. I have a website, okay, in front of me, and then I chat, I talk to that website, and I said, this is a property that I have, okay, and this is the price, and this is the amount of unit, and I want to know what is the right price, okay, if I'm buying this in this in this specific environment or interest rate, and the chatbot start talking to you back, okay, and then I will say. Well, this is in Springfield, Missouri, for example. Tell me demographics about this market, okay? Tell me what is the vacancy rate. Tell me what is the median household income, okay? And then I will start having this conversation and I can do it with a voice, I can do it with text as well, okay? And then everything is gonna be right there. Now we are teaching our students how they can do it in 4.5 seconds. So they can go into like a very overview, a quick overview of the deal in five minutes. So they can go and understand many more deals faster than just going into Excel for 30 minutes or one hour, okay? And just like doing all this process, okay? So they can underwrite a faster amount of deals with this tool. So that is in the acquisition. And the last one, because I believe that there are four very important pillars on the syndication deals. So, which is asset management, marketing, acquisitions, and the last one is investor relations. Okay. So in investor relations, we are also doing very interesting things, chatbots, and we can, we're being very careful, okay, that the investor knows if we're doing something ourselves or this is AI. So the investor understand what is the difference. And I am 100% pro to be very transparent about artificial intelligence if you're using that in your company. If you have a deep fake or if you're doing an AI with your voice or with your image, okay? Just being transparent with the investor is gonna go better than you just put it out there and then realize that. It's a bad AI. Okay? We actually integrated artificial intelligence in some areas of the investor relation process. Okay. And we're going to do very, very interesting things next year because these technologies have been advancing so fast. Okay. And I have been talking so much about how artificial intelligence can actually 10x your company that everybody that invests with us knows that technology and 
AI is base for our company. So we're going to do very interesting things next year as well. That's so great because I think a lot of people have this fear of being tricked when you talked about deep fakes and they're concerned about that. But the difference is you're not trying to throw stuff out there and make it look like, oh, this is all me. You're saying, no, no, we're openly, we're using this to amplify us. And it might be that you're getting stuff that's AI generated that maybe sounds like you. But if people know that really it's you behind it, and this is your, it's an amplifier, it's like a megaphone that you don't have to run around and talk to everybody in the stadium. You can amplify it and get to them that much faster. And your investors know that now you have more time to do the things that are going to be making money. Correct. And it's going to take a while for people to familiarize with things like that. So we're being very careful. And also we're focusing in things that are going to optimize the company. And there is a difference between things that are cool, like, okay, the deep fake is really cool, but what am I doing with that? I'm really, okay, saving money, making more money for my investors. I'm really saving my time. Or is this like putting even more work on our team? So I'm very careful with the things that we decided to do because we pick and choose what is really, really going to affect the bottom line of the company. Okay. Now, for deep fakes, if you don't know what a deep fake is, like it's your image, okay, or your video, but it's not you talking. Okay. And the technology in six months have come so far, so far. I did a deep fake last week of myself. And I recorded myself for five minutes, okay? And then I put the script of what I wanted to say. And then the deep fake was able to use my voice, very similar voice, okay? And what I was impressed about is that, so the technology used my video, okay? And then just replay the video in a different way, but it moved my mouth, okay? So my mouth, but it's me. It's just that it's moving my mouth different because of the words that I'm saying are different. What I was impressed about that is that in the video, I was able to move my hands. Okay? And I'm very expressive. If you see me, like I'm always like very expressive. I smile a lot and I move my hands a lot. So I was very impressed that the AI, the deepfake was able to actually mimic that with my hands. Okay. Again, and my eyebrows. And my smile, when six months ago, it was not able to do it. Six months ago, the only way that you would get a deep fake is just like this, no hands. Your face would barely move. So you will have to do this only. You will not be able to smile. And it will take three weeks for a company for you to send a video, okay? You will have to use a green screen and then it will take three weeks for them to send it back and it will cost a thousand dollars. Now, if I tell you how much it costs right now, you'll be impressed because you can get that one video for zero dollars. It's free, the technology. And this is just in six months. So I imagine that in six more months, okay, the technology will be way better and I will be able to do things that it will look more natural, okay? And I will be able to stand, 
specific messages to investors. Now, if I have 2,000 investors, it will be a realistic to think that I can talk to 2,000 investors and to record 2,000 videos for each of those investors, right? Uh, however, I could potentially have a deep faith. And if I want to deliver a message through video instead of an email, then I could use my deep fake and deliver that message to you with a deep fake or using your name, like, hi, Mike, this is what happening with your property. This is what I want to tell you. Okay. These are the results. I invite you to look at the webinar, blah, 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 blah. So it will be easier for us to do it that way. And also, we have to think that with this AI era, there is a lot of content that is being created right now. And it is hard for people to read emails. So people don't want to read emails anymore. So the way of communication is changing from the writing style to more visual as well. And that's where all these technologies are going to play a high role okay, in companies like us. So we can create all this content in a video instead of just sending an email, for example. I hope that makes sense. That no, and I was just thinking that this is probably heading where you could get a personalized video for every investor, and in their investor profile, they could have something that says, "I'm an engineer. I just had a meeting with some engineers, and so I'm very detail oriented. I want to know every last thing, and so that the AI can produce them a report that." just digs totally in, but they want to feel like they're talking to Vanessa. So they'll get a video from Vanessa that gives them extraordinary details. And there could be somebody else who's like, hey, I want to know these three things that were on target. And I want a message from you that's under 30 seconds. And they we're could get that. that. We're already doing that. <laughs> <laughs> There's the how fast things are going, because I'm thinking like, Oh my goodness, I've got this great idea. Like, look what we could do. Now we're already there. And this makes sense when you talk about if companies aren't using it. So if you're providing that service for somebody else to keep up, that it's impossible. Yeah. The amount of time it would take to build all that and send it out and the experience for the client is going to be totally different. I guess. If they really don't want a bunch of information or if they want to just see quarterly reports with 12 pages of documents or a spreadsheet to dig through that, maybe those people don't need it. But that's an incredible difference in how we're going to interact. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Surgeon Syndicate. This will wrap up the first half of our interview with Vanessa Alfaro. I hope this has provided you some value. Please go and like and subscribe. This just helps us on all the rankings so that people can see us out there in the world. And please come back and join us for the second half of our interview with Vanessa Alfaro on Surgeon Syndicate. This has been an episode of Surgeon Syndicate. If you found value in this episode, no other surgeons are hungry to become job optional. You can help them by sharing this content today. I also want to serve you better. So I want to offer you two things. Number one, I'll be able to give you the content in an even better way if you can take a moment and leave an honest review of the show explaining what you like and what you don't. 
number two, if you are a surgeon and serious about this, you don't want to do this on your own because you don't want to make mistakes with your money. I'd be happy to help. Schedule a call. We can make a plan. Looking forward to having you with me on the next episode.